This episode is brought to you by MajorHypeStore.com. MajorHypeStore.com is your official website for all Major Hype merch, like t-shirts, hoodies, card games, keychains, and so much more. MajorHypeStore.com. Enter promo code ERP20 for 20% off your purchase on MajorHypeStore.com. Now back to the episode. Man, I smile up himself to get behind the microphone. Listen, Major, mm-hmm. welcome back to Toronto Big Boss. Absolutely. You know what I mean? A pleasure and an honor. How how's it how's it been for you the last two years? <sighs> um, it's been a lot mm-hmm. happening. Um, you know, um not being able to work, mm-hmm. right? Because the places were closed and stuff like that. Then uh, you know, dealing with, you know, family and personal life situations. Mm-hmm. And um you know, just basically trying to keep my sanity through through, through a, a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but overall, I'm blessed. I can't complain. Overall, how would you say it affected your creativity for less? It while? didn't. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. It actually enhanced my, my my creativity. Explain. What do you mean? I mean, my comedy is based off of reality, mm-hmm. real life. So you know, as life happens. You know, I see the comedic value in most things that other people wouldn't. So, yeah. Yeah, you understand. All right, well, you know, on this podcast, we have a little bit more time. I like to go from beginning Mm -hmm. and then bring it right up to 2022. Absolutely. First question for you is this. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. what type of child were you growing up in Brooklyn? I was a... A privileged child. Okay. Um, you know, most people have ghetto stories and hood stories. Mm-hmm. I did I never really had those stories. Okay. No. I went out and created those stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you understand what I mean. <laughs> you had to go look for it. It wasn't in So in so, front with of you. My, so with my family background, we were a well off family. Okay. It wasn't a family you know, we grew up in a brownstone in, in the middle of Flatbush. Um, you know, we was family oriented. There was a lot of family around. So, you know, it wasn't a bad situation for me, right? So if we wanted to get into trouble, we had to go look for it. We had to go look Basically, for it. Basically, that's what it was. So, you know, yeah, we did find trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any brothers or sisters? Mm-hmm. You're the oldest, youngest, are in between. For my mom, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was the spoiled only child for about ten years. Okay. Before my mom decided to have these two other little <laughs> people, individuals. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to call them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then you were basically an only child for, and did that right there? Did you being an only child? Is that where you discovered your creativity at that point there? Um, well, my grandfather had a band. Mm-hmm when I was growing up, I grew up with my grandparents in their home, right? Like in the beginning stages of my life, mm-hmm. grandparents, you know, after I'm, I'm basically talking about in the States, right? Yeah. So um, um, my grandfather had a band, you know, um, I was playing music at the age of, age of eight. Would you, as a instrument or as my a main instrument music? Is alto saxophone. Okay. I play seven different instruments or maybe more, Mm-hmm. I just like the seven sounds good. 
<laughs> and where, how did you discover all of these? Okay, you're saying your grandfather, uh-huh. he was in the band. Right, he so molded, he he molded that, yeah, he molded. He, so, this is, so this is what I explained to like, even like the haters yeah. on, on, on Instagram and stuff, right? Like, so I was raised in entertainment. Mm-hmm. So all I really know is entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So when haters see me accomplish my goals or fulfilling my dreams, you making a fake page, you trying to make a nasty comment or whatever, it's not going to stop me yeah. because I was groomed for this. You understand what I'm saying? This is all I know really and truly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, my grandfather introduced mus- the musical side of entertainment to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he played in a band. He was the owner of the band. You know, he was one of the founders of the Labor Day Parkway. Okay. Yeah. Eastern Parkway parade. Um, and my gimmick was being eight years old and being in a New Year's Eve ball playing an instrument on stage. That was the thing. Like (laughs) this little boy needs to be in bed, but he's good. You know what I'm saying? So, um. Yeah, so that was the first um, period of my life as far as entertainment is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, then falling in love with the aspect of DJing. Okay, so then it was playing instruments was first. Absolutely. And then DJing came second. Right. So how do you transition and or even discover DJing and records and stuff like that? So being a, a musician, right, um, I was, I think I was in the, period of life when things started transitioning from music instruments to you know planet fats and drum machines and casios and stuff like that so um i was intrigued by it right Mm -hmm. so i started learning you know the the electronic part of music Mm -hmm. um after that, you know, just being in the culture, just being a part of the culture, and 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 seeing, you know, because as a youth we see the dance hall, but we never was allowed to go in the yeah. dance hall at that time, right? Mm-hmm. But just seeing it, you know what I mean? The two turntables, the mixer, the man talking on the microphone, all of that was intriguing to me. What I liked was the lights on the sound system. Oh my Just gosh. to see them go off, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, my thing right there. Yeah, it was it was it was mesmerizing. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> so um I never forget like uh junior high, junior high school, middle school, um Bounty and Beanie became the twin towers. Yeah. Right? And um I used to mimic Bounty Kill all the time. Yeah. Like I it was at the point where I was making like I, I I saved every dollar to get some bullshit yeah. uh, equipment <laughs> because back then we didn't know what was the good stuff, what was the bad stuff. All we knew was we needed two turntables and a and mixer and yep. a mixer. Mm-hmm. So I had two Gemini mismatched turntables. Yeah, one was probably black and one was gray. <laughs> right, uh, with no <laughs> the, pitch or pitch, no pitch. Uh, one had pitch, yeah. one didn't. You know, one had probably the button that said 33 and 45 on it. (laughs) That's it. Right? And that was it. And then um, we used to take, like, uh, quilts Mm -hmm. and cut the little circles out for the the mats because, you know. Yes, for the scratch pad. Exactly. So, 
And then um, you know when 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 you broke a needle that that was that was it for the month because <laughs> you had to save up some money to get yeah, another one. <laughs> and even then, did you have a DJ name or this was you're just fooling around with stuff? So you didn't. I get was that far. a gangster, mm-hmm. so I had a gangster name. Yeah, I didn't really have a, a DJ name. Yeah, I think it was like DJ Punch You in the Face or something yeah. like that. Maybe. <laughs> DJ Boxman, yeah. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because even though you were still, you had to go outside and go look for the trouble. Mm-hmm. You'd go outside and go look for the trouble, mm-hmm. but you were still intrigued with the music. Absolutely. The and, so and you're you, you meshing also, both worlds. You also have to understand that badness came with being in a selector. Yeah, that's true. Like if you think mm-hmm. about all of the the the, the, the selectors from back in the days, yeah. they wasn't they wasn't. Even though they may not have been gangsters, they had gangster image, mm-hmm. right? So you had people like Babyface from King Adiz. He wasn't no gangster, but he had a lot of gangsters around him. You understand what I'm saying? And he was that no-nonsense dude, right? Um, you had every 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 selector you could think about. That was the image, you know what I'm saying? So um, just basically, I guess, following that image, you know what I mean? And you know, I had a I had a hot temper at that time anyway. So, mm-hmm. so at this time, I guess you're in between music and the streets a bit. At this time, absolutely, yeah. When did music or even entertainment start to take over more of the streets? So it's like you left the streets a little bit, and I entertainment didn't. got into you. I actually went in the streets more. You went into the streets more. so that I could fund the yeah. the music part. Got you. Remember, we back then we was buying. 12 inches and 45s and you had, it was three dollars for 145 back then so yeah. and 499 for a 12 inch and 899 for an album so at that time we had to find ways to get money to do that you know what i'm saying uh, so you know we did a lot of different things in the streets to to, to fulfill that you yeah. know what i mean that that uh that that uh part of music so we was in the streets heavy you know what i'm saying and um i would probably say yeah we was in the streets because of the love of music. Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't for nothing else because, like I said, I, I didn't need to do that. It was a cycle almost. Like you wanted the music, you wanted the equipment, but you needed to fund it. So in Absolutely. order to fund it, you had to go. Because now you're learning that uh, that Gemini turntable ain't gonna work. <laughs> you need a Technique 1200. Yeah. So I'm gonna go put that on layaway. And it's gonna sit there for three months until I could get it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed two. So yeah. You know. Was there ever a time or incident where the streets were you seeing, okay, you had to make a decision between the streets and the music where that was something that naturally just came over time? Um The streets was always my 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 outlet my outlet mm-hmm. because it was an unruly phase. It was a phase where nobody couldn't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. It was a phase where if you talk too hard, you you, you have to get disciplined. Yeah. You understand? So, like, what were you like? Like, we were the streets were more fun than anything else to me. Yeah. It was it was it was the 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 the, the knowing, but not knowing the results of what's going to happen, right? So, whether it was selling drugs, whether it was teeth in care, whether it was duct taping, I'm on. You understand, taking away his weed or whatever. Whatever it was, we was into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's why I embrace and love my comedy career so much now. Mm-hmm. Because it was a it was a time where I was making people cry. Now I'm making yeah. people laugh. Got you. you understand what I'm saying? And this I is your that. payback to right, society. Right. So I embrace that more. Mm-hmm. The fact that 
you know. Yeah, because when I first started doing comedy, bro, I used to look into the crowd like, let me see if anybody in here who you know, get tied up already. And, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that was the thing. It was like, you can't mix the two, right? Because you're 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 an entertainer. Yeah. We know where you're gonna be at, bro. You're on every flyer. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So you always had to watch your back to 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 see who's gonna be in this crowd and who's gonna be there or whatever, whatever. So I mean by the grace of God, you know, um, you know, I've 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 came out thus far but with you know, with the blessings and being able to do what I do now. But the transition for me was when I had my first child. You know, when I had my first child, my my daughter, my only daughter. Yeah. Um, when I had her, I knew I had to provide for her, and I was still kind of doing street stuff, mm -hmm. but I knew I had to start transitioning to find a better way that because I never wanted my my child to even come see me through no yeah. plexiglass or yeah. to say, "Yo, my father was this, but he's gone now," or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I became a man way quicker than most men probably did in their in, in that age. You had the insight and the foresight to understand that, okay, if this is the family route that we're going, right. this is how I want to raise my family. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it's a cycle, right? And I don't know why a lot of people don't see the cycle, but the cycle is this. Mm -hmm. If you're the average drug dealer or the average street person, right, five, 10 years max, mm -hmm. you're either dead or in jail. You know what I'm saying? No matter what or how you look at it, we could call names, we could call names till we're blue in the face. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, the people that are no longer around. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of- trend. Right, and we kind of idolize, especially as Caribbean people, we idolize the badness and we idolize this and we idolize that. But the real end point to that is either you're gonna be in jail for 30 years yeah. or you're gonna be dead. And there's no, that's, to enjoy life for five crazy years, I rather, I rather, make sense. I'd yeah. rather enjoy life the way it is right now yeah. than to be at the top for five years yeah. and be gone. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I knew that if I continued on that road, that's, that would be my outcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, I was never a, a follower growing up. You know what I'm saying? And people that's watching this, we're not talking about followers like on social media. We're talking about real life. Follow, yeah, real life followers. <laughs> like people yeah. who follow other Don't people. Don't be a follower. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I never was that person. Mm -hmm. I always had my own mind. I always was, was really headstrong when it comes to making decisions for myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, 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 st that stuck with me all through my life. So mm -hmm. if it, 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 I never wanted validation from people as far as, you know, oh, you soft, you don't want to go up on that movie. It's all right, me all right with that. Yeah. You understand me? So at, at, this, at this age, I was just like, yo man, I got to change my life because you know, it, it's, it's a big difference between growing up, doing foolishness, and having a actual family because I've, I've remember I come from a family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Understand? It's not, yeah, what it's, it it's, is. exactly. And I watch my grandfather provide for his whole entire family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I watch my grandmother stay home and sew and fix holes in jeans and yeah. 
and 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 take care of the kids and the grandkids and cook. Back then time that we never have no microwave. And if you did what? Back then we couldn't afford a microwave. Microwave was for rich people. Yeah. You understand? So my grandmother had the time mm-hmm. when my grandfather's coming home from work so that he could have hot food when he comes in. Out of the out of the pot. You understand me? So at the end of the day, you know, I knew what family structure was about, right? So I always wanted that. Cause I seen that, so I always want to mimic that. So I always want to be in a relationship. I always want to have a wife. I always want to have my children, and everybody's in one house and all that. I mean, of course, life comes and for sure changes things around. But, but you, you know, your, this was your intention. So right. then, now you had your daughter and stuff. You knew that. Okay, I need to change my life. So what moves did you make to actually changing your life at that time there? Um, school. Okay. What did you take in school? <sighs> Electrical engineering. Yeah. Yeah. And um, after that, you know, just just pursuing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I was I was I was uh, producing music on the side and stuff like that. But I still was dealing with what's coming in. What's what what is going to make money right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah. Um, working. Yeah. Working. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I did all kind of different jobs. You know what I'm saying? What was the worst job that you had the worst job yeah. that i ever had playing for massive beat no i'm stopping <laughs> <laughs> i'm just joking big big up bobby, bobby, and big, jabba. Big up bobby i'm a general yeah man you know what i'm saying he gave me an opportunity where nobody else would so i gotta big up bobby condas mm-hmm. um but no the worst job i've probably ever had mm-hmm. uh are we talking about pay grade wise or are we talking about labor wise? What are we talking about so, here? Just a, a, this job, you hated this job. This was the worst job. It's either pay, you didn't like, it was something. You hated this job. You would never. All right, so I didn't, I didn't have much jobs. Okay. I, I, I didn't have much jobs where I worked multiple places and hated it, right? Yeah. And every job that I've taken on, to be honest, mm-hmm. I've always been intrigued to learn. Okay. So I never really had like a ah terrible mm. job. All right, so I, I could name on one hand what jobs I did. Let's go. Okay, uh, I worked at Key Food, which is a supermarket. What were you doing there? I was a stock boy. Okay. I was the guy that came around with the gun and put the the, the uh <laughs> the prices on the cans and stuff like that. Right? When when you said the guy that came around with the gun, I said yeah yeah. Well, the, well, the, you're the, working the, there. The price gun. The price got gun. You, right? Got you. Um, I worked at uh. At a record store, okay. Jai Life. You at Jai Life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I worked at Superpower. What were you doing over there? Selling records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Selling records and in, yeah. inhaling hella marijuana. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, it, was it one of those jobs where it's three records for you, uh, one for me, uh, seven for you, two well, for well, me? Well, 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 well. In the all right. So this is the thing, right? So. <laughs> So in 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 uh, record industry world in yeah. in the in in dance hall, right? Mm-hmm. When the new records came in, mm-hmm. we as the record sellers used to put a stack of records to the side for the big for the big art select mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. So if you came in there and you wasn't hot, you wasn't getting the song. Mm-hmm. People don't even understand. That's how it went. So you as a regular, you trying to come up and be a a a a a, a, a selector. Yeah. You already 
starting in the negative. Because who is you? <laughs> Where you gonna play that? In the in the house? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um yes, it was that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put some records to the side for me and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hope nobody finds it. Like yeah. what is Cape Town I do yes up? Uh I was saving it for someone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, so I was I was working at a record I was working at at Jai Life. I was working yeah. at um Superpower. I was working at Key Food. Mm -hmm. Um I worked at Macy's. You worked at Macy's? Yeah, I got fired from them. You got listen, you gotta tell us. How did you even get to Macy's and how did you get fired from a Macy's? So so Macy's was a you know, they, they have this seasonal thing where they where they hire you like for the seasons when it gets for Christmas with, yeah, and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, when it gets, you know, crazy. Mm -hmm. And after yeah, they got rid of me. You weren't coming in on time or what? No, it wasn't that. I was a good employee. Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm always the person that's willing to learn and ready to learn, you know, whatever field I'm in. Mm -hmm. it, it was because I lied on the on the uh on the application. <laughs> it was like, um uh Nigel, could you come to the uh human resources mm -hmm. office, please? You knew what was gonna happen. I knew what time call. it was, yeah. I knew what time it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they they so they they asked you like have you ever been arrested and shit like that on your and I was like nah yeah. ever crazy mm -hmm. and they did their research and that was it for me and Macy's Bruh. Okay. I appreciate yeah. the stuff that I got though yeah <laughs> <laughs> listen just you know just the other day I was speaking to my wife I said listen black people it doesn't matter how old or how young Christian rubber or whatever black people always bring home something from work absolutely. Buddy. Always Absolutely. bring home something Absolutely. from Absolutely. Whether you work at McDonald's, well, you're coming home with a, a bag full of food, whatever. It don't matter. You're coming home well, with a toilet paper. We're more ideal, am I? Yes, but Pay so, is not good enough for us. Nah. <laughs> Black people always bring something from work. So you did the record shop. You did the Macy's. You worked at the, the supermarket. And what was your, your last job there now? My last job was being an electrician. Okay. For Mass Transit. Mass in, Transit? In New York, yeah. Yeah, so that was... That was like the last job I did before becoming a comedian. Mm. Um, it was a very hard job. It was a dangerous job, but the pay grade was great. But wasn't that what you went to school for? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it worked. It yeah. worked out. Um, I got laid off from that job. I was there for a while. I was there for like nine years, and then I got laid off. Yeah. Okay, so this was a real career. Oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah, this yeah, point. yeah. At this point, I was done with 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 entertainment basically yeah i was playing massive b sound while working mm -hmm. okay so i played massive b before getting that job yeah and you know i was having kids at the same time while that was happening right so mm -hmm. now i got four kids and i'm trying to provide for four kids and myself and my my kid's mother off of a selecting job and that wasn't happening. Mm -mm. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so I said, you know what? I need to go look at work. Yeah. So I went and look at work and I got the job. And, you know, um, that's when I was, you know, I was working mid shift, mm -hmm. which was three to 11. So I was working three to 11 and I was DJing at night. So I was out at night. I'll come home, sleep for a couple hours, get up, go to work. And that was my schedule. Then I started working the morning shift, hmm. and which made it even harder. 
because now I'm working seven to to three. So you know, after dance, especially if you're in I New York and New York, I used to drive straight ones? to work and go sleep in the car. Yeah, and then go to work. After work, I'll go home, sleep, do the same whole thing again. Yeah. Again. So I've been I've been surviving off of four to six hours of sleep for the last yeah. twenty years. You're not a hustle. You got to hustle. You got to make it happen. Absolutely. So even all of this time here, no. Mm-hmm. When did you start to discover that you could do different accents, like a Guyanese, a Haitian, uh-huh. Grenadians, and stuff? It, it, it was when because uh, because aside from Toronto, right? So Toronto is is a very di- diverse city. Mm-hmm. The next city that has that is New York. Especially Brooklyn. Right. Yeah. Especially Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um I I so I used to play music by ear and I also played by reading sheet music. Okay. But I I was very good at playing by ear. So ma- majority of the time I hear something, I can mimic it. And I realized that I didn't even realize that I was mimicking these accents. Yeah. Because it just was like just trigger yeah you know what i'm saying off the trigger if i'm at a guyanese house i'm gonna talk like that <laughs> if i'm at a jamaican house i'm gonna yeah. talk like that if i'm at a Grenadian house i'm gonna talk like that and i didn't even realize that i was doing it until people started asking me like yo where you really come from yeah and i'm like why yeah because you you take a car like a while ago and you talk to the daddy and to the man and then you come back and talk to me so and i'm like wow yeah i didn't even realize that you know what i'm saying mm. and um i never looked at it as, as as an advantage. I just looked at it as, you know, it's just like speaking to a Haitian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You speak to a Haitian person, you want to speak to them in a language so they could better understand you. Mm-hmm. If you talk into a Spanish person, you do the same, French or whatever. You know, so um, that's what I looked at it as. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, Instagram came out. But in the beginning of Instagram's history, there was no video. No, it was just pictures, pictures. at that time. Yeah. And and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So my jokes and stuff like that was on Twitter. That's and, where they originally yeah, were. Yeah. Twitter and 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 Instagram pictures. Mm-hmm. Um memes and stuff like that. We used to make our own memes and all that type of stuff, right? So then um after that it became Vine. Yes. Vine was the first people yes. who started videos, six mm-hmm. six six second videos. Mm-hmm. And Vine was very short-lived because the moment Vine started doing the six-second videos, Instagram came maybe the next month probably and did 15-second videos. and killed Vine. And killed Vine. (laughs) And that was it for Vine. And, you know, we we bouncing back and forth. You know, so... Um, Instagram, the 15-second videos, which there's the people who who know who I am, they know that's where the video part of my comedy uh, started at. The the Grenadian parents be like, the, gra- the Guyanese parents yes. be like, you know, all of that stuff. And I, and I, it was hard work for me mm-hmm. because I had to literally do five, six, seven accents yeah. in one video. Or I had to put up six, seven different videos mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it was it was harder work for me than anybody else because everybody was just representing one culture. I was representing everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So And that, was that purpose or that was accent or that was just how it turned out? It's just how it turned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I could relate to 
many different cultures within the diaspora, right? So I felt like I didn't want to leave nobody out, basically. You know what I mean? Um, of course, Jamaica, and then you got Trinidad, you got Grenada, you got, you know what I'm saying? So if I was to start off and be like, Jamaican parents be like, blah, 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 I always felt like, damn, could a Trini relate to that? Could a Guyanese relate to that? So I had to really start. Encompass everybody. Exactly, exactly. So that's where that started at. Do you and Noah basically start at the same time? You and Noah Power? Noah's not a comedian. He started out, well, he wasn't a full, not as a comedian. You want me to tell you how this really started? Tell me. I'm glad you brought up Noah. Yeah. Because Noah Mm -hmm. challenged me to some Instagram shit, joking around at the house, because me and Noah is brethren for for years. Mm -hmm. Noah come on my yard, and you know what I'm saying? Noah, my mother, I'm I'm Noah Noah Fiend, mother, I know everybody is, is, is like my brother, brother. Yeah. Right? And we was talking about how much views we get and how much comments we get or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you that. I'm going to put up something right now, I'm going to get more more likes than you. And he was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I want you. And, and, and that's how the comedy um, competition between me and Noah came out, right? Yeah. And it was just jokingly, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, we started just doing our thing. Um, he always sound like Bounty Killer, I always sound like Buju. And... It was like, yo, that would be a wicked clash. Yeah. And then we just started doing that and, and joking around within Brooklyn, not even like on social media or nothing like that. We'll go to like the Ark. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We'll be in Albany Manor and, and he'll do Bounty Killer and I'll do Buju yeah. and we'll just have a good time. And it just blew up. It just blew up. And um, I started taking it seriously. He wasn't he wasn't a comedian. So, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, he, he gives his jokes and he does his stuff on, on social media, but that wasn't his his forte, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't, you don't, if you look at his bio, doesn't say. It wouldn't say comedian. Right, yeah. you understand me? So, I could tell some jokes, right? but right. that doesn't I could make I'm y'all a- laugh, but that's yeah. not my thing, you know what I mean? Got you, so then that was a catalyst that really, for both you guys that was working at that time, mm-hmm. there, where mm-hmm. you're going around with right. that stuff, absolutely. live parties and stuff. Absolutely, like absolutely. You know, when do you find that, okay, this is really working for me now. This, people are really paying attention. Was it people coming up to you? Was it calls? What was it that really, where you said, okay, this is, there's something here. So, I was kind of small-minded when I started doing comedy. Because all I was thinking about was the people in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, When it started to, to, to crack the code and go global and, you know, international after and all of these other things I was like wow Mm -hmm. like this is really something that I need to pay attention to you know what I mean and then when I got laid off Mm -hmm. I took it seriously and I started doing videos for real Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I I, I saved up enough money from my job that I could have survived for the time that it took for my comedy career to pick up so it gave you a cushion so you could explore Right. What else he had there as right. a comedian. Right. So, I mean, at that time, you know, we had 1,200 followers, mm-hmm. 1,500 followers. That was a lot to us back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know 1,500 people. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. it was a big deal. That's and I watched, I watched the numbers go up yeah. weekly, daily. The numbers were rising. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Like people really is, is is taking on to what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't 
uh, uh, should I make this a career thing? Yeah. Right? So um, after, I think, a year or a year and a half, my job called me back. Okay. It was like, yeah, we got an opening. You know, we want to bring you back. You're a good worker. Da, 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 da. And I went back to work. Mm-hmm. I went back to work for like two weeks. And the whole time that I was at work, all I was thinking about was yeah. making videos and the people that I'm letting down by not putting videos on Instagram. And the funny thing with it, remember, you couldn't monetize it at this time. Oh, so there was no there real was no money income. coming in? There was, no, there was yeah. no income. It was just, you do it because yeah. the exposure or whatever. And and back then you hoped and prayed that maybe somebody in, the, in, in, in Hollywood or maybe somebody that's doing a movie will see your talents and call you and say you know but that was far-fetched you know what i mean i mean even up to today you could count maybe on your two hands how many people transitioned from social media to to tv and movies yeah you know what i'm saying um and that's why when i talk about the comedians that's coming in these days you gotta know what the hell you really want from this because there's no guarantee that somebody's gonna call you and want you to host their show or want you to do this or do that or do this. So you gotta be really mind strong and know that this might not work. Because mm-hmm. I see a lot of comedians sitting in the house putting all their time and effort into this and what is, I mean, what is you really getting out of it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be mindful of what you what you want in, in your career and, and, and focus on that. Because I'm me, I'm, I'm self-reliant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If 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 a movie studio ain't calling me, I'll make my own movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. if promoters ain't calling me, Foreign I'll keep my own like. show. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's yeah. what it is for me. You know? What was the first follower, big person that followed you and you know, okay, this is really happening? Dule Hill. So he has Caribbean background. Mm-hmm. So he hit me up and he was like, yo, I like what you're doing, da 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 Because, you know, I was like one of the first people that was really representing the whole entire Caribbean. Yeah. You know, um, so he hit me up and he was, we became friends. Then, you know, people like uh, Tyson Beckford. Then I started seeing Eric Badu. Then I saw, you know, Buster Rhymes. And, you know what I'm saying? People like that. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is really real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. people respect my work. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and this is the thing. So, if you look at my career today, mm-hmm. it's pl- it's so many people that follow me right now yeah. that I don't even know they following me, right? It's not until I go to their page yeah. or something like that and I see follow back. I'm like, Queen Latifah is following me? Like, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people who, you know, credible, credible people is following me right now Real today. Hollywood right? stars. Right, which, yeah. which, which makes me know now that Hollywood knows who's major hype, right? Yeah. But am I getting the Hollywood calls? Or even if you're not getting the call, you might be getting the monitor where they're watching to see what you're doing, how you're doing, if to, you could still to, to steal it. really see if you could still hold on to it, and then it's okay. Absolutely, and I see that all the time. Yeah. Even, even like, like I see skits that I've done that I'm seeing other people create and put on TV yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. So that's back to being a comedian again. Mm-hmm. What are you in it for? Yeah. Are you in it for the hype? 
or, or, or you really want to make a career out of this where you could feed your family. Yeah. Because not everybody could take the same path that I could take. Mm -hmm. Not everybody could go on a stage and, and sit on a stage for two hours and make people laugh for two hours. Yeah. You understand know I me? Mean? So what is the purpose of trying to be a comedian? Is it just because you make people giggle for right now? You know what I'm saying? Or is it that you really want to make this a career? So, 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 you know, I had to take it seriously when I started getting the calls. Yeah. When I started getting the, oh, do you do stand-up? What was that, like, that first call that you got? Do you do stand-up? Because was that even your intention to do stand-up? No. It wasn't your intention? No. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, you know what? What was your intention then? I didn't know at that point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't know, right? <laughs> so, I, at, at that point, I was just like, yo, if I could, you know, get hosting money or, you know what I'm saying, advertisement money and stuff like that, that would be all right for me until I figure it out. That's what that's that's what it was for me at that time. You knew you could monetize somehow, but you didn't really have the path where right. you really wanted so, to go. So 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 it was like YouTube and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um but still being a grown man that has four children, how am I going to survive off of that too? You know what I'm saying? So I started to take the craft of being a comedian seriously. Mm -hmm. I did my research. I started watching old uh, stand-up specials, Delirious, and yes. you know Richard Pryor and Red Fox, and you know I even went to the Caribbean and started watching Springer Lang, and I started yes. watching Larry Joseph, and I started watching Oliver. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To, just to get the the foundation mm -hmm. of where I want to bring it to the next level. You understand? To understand the craft, right? Absolutely. So. Mm -hmm. No, you know, no, nothing. I can't take nothing away from the foundation because those are the foundation people who created it, right? So, people like Oliver, people like Larry Joseph, people like Sprang Along, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, Blaka and Bello. You understand what I'm saying? It was, it was even people like Lecturer. Yes, yes, yes. You understand what I'm saying? You got Trevor, Trevor. Um, what's his name? Eastman, I think his name is from from Barbados. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I had to watch all of those people to collectively say, all right, this is what I want to do now. This is what this is going to be my contribution to this culture, and not only to the culture, but to stand up in general. Yeah. Because I stand up with the best. I've been on stage with, with Paul Mooney. I've been up there with Cedric the Entertainer, Michael Blackson. I've been up there with, with, uh, with uh, Mike Epps. I've been up there with, uh, with, with you name them. Yeah. I've been up there, because you got to understand the difference between Caribbean comedy and mainstream comedy, right? So when you watch an old school Caribbean stand-up show, yeah. it's not really the stand-up that we know to be like Kevin Hart stand-up or to to be Cat Williams stand-up. It's a man went down the road the other day and when the man went down the road, he went into a bar. He went into a bar and he see a woman and he went and talked to the woman and the woman turned around and she see, it's more of a storytelling kind of you know, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the old school to Caribbean comedy, yeah. right? So I, me being in the States, mm -hmm. I, I I connected with mainstream stand-up. And I said, you know what? Why don't we have somebody that represent us like that? So you could either play in the market where you're playing in all Caribbeans or you could represent the Caribbean in a U.S. or a different type of market. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Before we even go too far, mm -hmm. your name, Major Hype. Mm. How did you get your name? And was your name ever Major O-R Hype? And then you change it over? Or what was the deal with that?
Okay. M A J O R. Right. Hype. Right. Yes. So that's what it started off as. Yeah. My name first was Major One. Major One. Major One. That was my that was my name on 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 uh selecting. So when you were on Massive B and those sound, you were major hype or major one? Major hype. You were major hype. I was major one in the beginning of my selector days. I, when I was playing with Black Magic, mm-hmm. when I was playing for uh, uh, Arsenal Sound and Love Express and all of these sounds, so I was this major is before one. Before the Libra Loves and oh, yeah, Massive yeah, yeah, Beats yeah, and all yeah, of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even with, with, with even with um with, with Libra Love, I wasn't major hype yet. Yeah, I was just I was just major at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It went from major one mm-hmm. to major damage to major. Yeah, to major. Yeah, to major hype. Okay, so then give us walk us through how you even came up from the start to how you got to major. All right, you, hype. You, you ever heard of an artist named Major One? Yeah, man, he was a dance hall artist. Right. Yes, man. All right, I had to change my name because of that. <laughs> um, I was major. I was major one, and everybody was like, "So you do dubs, right?" Yes, I'm like, yes. No. When you said it to me, just I'm thinking, "Hold on, is this guy the right?" Original? So they, so they like, is, "Is it major one dead?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I gotta change this name." So then I became major height. I mean, major damage. Yeah. You, you ever heard of major damage, the artist? No, but I know we used to have these jeans over here from oh, yeah, yeah. Stitches. Major, Major Damage. Yeah, we yeah, had that's that over right. there too. That's yeah. what, so that's where I got the name from. Yeah. Then I realized he's an artist from LA or something like that. Okay. Like some yeah. some man near Major Damage. So this is the so second I'm like, one. Okay, now. now I gotta change it again. Yeah. And I started thinking to myself, like Major Star, Major Pain, what what am I gonna put now? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? Just major. Yeah. And it just became major. Right, I even got flyers like with Major One on it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, then they had Major Worries. Yes. So all of these majors, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna stay with Major. Mm-hmm. And then you know, to to revise my name when I started doing Massive B, mm-hmm. I came with Major Hype because I used to hype up the crowd. I used to mash up the crowd and. I was such a humble person off of the microphone, mm-hmm. but when I get on the microphone, it's it's, it's lit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it, the hype came, and then I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of want to change my name because the major thing is kind of old school. Mm-hmm. You know, let me revise it. You know what I'm saying? So I I put major, but then it, it became complicated because people started calling me Maja. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like, what is the what, what, I can't get a break with a name. Like I'm just just say Nigel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just call me Nigel. Yeah. The hell with it. Leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? But major hype stuck mm-hmm. and um, you know, it worked. Um and uh, it just became a household name with the comedy. You know what I'm saying? I, I realized that everybody was like, yo, you ever heard of this dude? You ever seen this dude videos? You ever heard of that dude? And it just became a household name in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, my Caribbean, my, my comedy busts from the States. Yeah. And, and, and it, it spread like a virus in the Caribbean. And you know, as a thinger, as anything Caribbean, it, for some reason, it's always harder to bust from the States mm-hmm. than it is to mm-hmm. bust from Absolutely. whatever Caribbean Absolutely. island you're representing. Absolutely. So to get your bus, 
as a Caribbean from mm. the states, that's amazing. Well, I feel like that happened because every everybody was 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 uh, curious on where's he from. How could he do every accent like that? Yeah. Right. So, no matter I went to four I went to four countries already, and they told me welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> Which four countries were these? One of them was Guyana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Guyana they was like welcome on bye I was like I looked at them like he was like I know which one of your family here for you which one of them is your mother or your father I said both <laughs> <laughs> so um, and at that time nobody nobody cause you know your birthplace is on your your passport mm-hmm. Nobody decided to look at it. They just was like stamping. Well, come on, buddy. <laughs> yes, Bano. I know this man from Guyana, boy. And he just. You're from like, Linden. Yeah, I'm from Boxing, yeah. apparently. <laughs> from Boxing, boy. Yeah. That's from so, there. Crazy because. So, so um, everybody embraced me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, 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 my goal was never to hide my, 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 my nationality that was never the goal but it seems but like it, you it just picked became, up on something it quickly. became such a a curiosity for people that i was like why they want to know so bad yeah you know what i'm not telling nobody <laughs> and that's just what it became i didn't i don't i don't care i don't care if you know where i'm from like yeah. who cares you know what i'm saying but yeah. the fact that people it was such a a, 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 a a in demand thing i was like nah i'm gonna hold on to that right you know what i'm saying so that's what that's what it became. You're talking about going from Instagram, internet mm-hmm. to on the stage. Mm-hmm. What was it like your first night on stage? Um, so remember I told you that I was you know doing entertainment since I was eight. Yeah. So I personally feel like God was grooming me for that day. Mm-hmm. You know to fulfill my my genuine purpose in entertainment. Period. Right because. You think about the music industry, whether it's dancehall, whether it's soca, well, no matter what it is, matter if you're a musician, if you're a DJ, it's very saturated. For sure. Like every and anybody's a DJ, every bit and everybody's a musician. It's it's like so saturated. So I I never felt like that was my calling, although I love it and I'm I'm passionate about it and I love music and music is you know, the key to your soul and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just started feeling like I had a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. And me traveling the world, I done seen the world three times over. Traveling with Master B, going to Sweden and Japan and, you know, Holland and all of these different places, you know, standing in front of festivals with 40,000 people. And this is all before you got your bus as a major hype. This Absolutely. is as playing on assault. Absolutely. That's wild. So, yeah. like I said, I felt like the journey was was prepared and groomed by God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So me standing in front of 40,000 people was getting me ready to be on stage by myself. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, it was, you know, at first it was butterflies and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because... You remember, as a DJ, mm-hmm. you can hide behind music. You make a mistake, you just you know yeah. step back and let the music play. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing comedy, it's you 
the microphone and the crowd. Yeah. There's no room for mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you and if you do make a mistake, your job is to not let the crowd know that you made a mistake. So you just roll with the punches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to be very witty and know that, all right, I stumbled up right there. Let me fix that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, when Cedric the Entertainer did Kings of Comedy mm-hmm. and he was doing a, a joke about black people ski, um, hot, playing hockey. Yeah. And he fell on the stage. Yeah. And he made that into another joke. Mm. You know, you got to be witty like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, stand-up comedy is not just for the, the funny. It's also for the for the intelligent. You know what I'm saying? It's also for the people who... It's to be quick on your exactly. feet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, we did two shows last night. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love to do is interact with the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's ad-libbing. That's going right off the top of the head. You don't know what to expect, what that person's going to say, what you're going to say in return. What you, you can't know that. You know what I'm saying? But again, so, that comes back from your sound days. Absolutely. Where you're freestyling absolutely. and talking on music. Absolutely. There is no script, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I say that, you know, I feel like my journey was well um, put together and groomed by God. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it just was getting me ready for this. Yeah. You know? What was your first time in Canada like? Because I know in my mind, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but in my mind, you really got your comedian bus on a stage from Toronto, Canada. That's in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I did one show, mm-hmm. which wasn't even a show. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be hosting an event, um, basically just giving jokes in between uh, sets yeah. of, 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 of artists, right? So that was the first stage I've ever done some comedic stuff on. Mm-hmm. And the show was so uh, not put together well that I was on stage way longer than I was supposed <laughs> to be. So. Let's say uh, they was calling out Lyrical, and Lyrical was the next artist that I was supposed to introduce. Mm-hmm. So let's say uh, somebody like uh, Marshall is about to come on, right? And Lyrical just got off. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, so you're gonna tell some jokes for four minutes, and then you're gonna bring on Marshall. Yeah. And I do my four minutes, and I look <laughs> behind the curtain like, is he ready? And everybody's like, keep going. I was in, it, the intervals became like 18 minutes hmm. per per act. So in that itself, I looked at it and I was like, yo, that's a set mm-hmm. in itself. If, 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 I, if I bring up six artists and I do 10 to 18 minutes in between each artist, that's a whole set. Entire. So I used that, right? And then the next call I got was from West Height. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Wes was. I didn't know him at all. I just knew that he wanted to bring me to Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, and at that time, I didn't even know what the going rate was for a comedian, especially traveling internationally. Okay. So now I told him. We're, that's what I was going to ask, because now we're so much fast forward. Mm-hmm. What did you charge Wes on your first trip to I Canada? I believe it was like <laughs> three to $500 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> And he was apparently a little smarter than me because <laughs> when I told him $500, he was like, all right, I'm booking eight shows right now. <laughs> I'm like, eight? Yeah. Wow, I'm lit. But, but in your mind, you think I'm eight? thinking I'm lit. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. what? I could do this. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So but five times eight, the, I'm like, oh, send me the deposit now. <laughs> and he sent it, and, then, yeah. and then I didn't feel 
good about it. I, I felt good through the whole process until after the show was done. And I was like, so <laughs> I feel like I got robbed. Uh. This man was packing out places and I'm like, I'm looking at the, I'm, cause you know, as a, as an entertainer, you gotta look. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the price he's charging to get in. I'm looking at the amount of people that's in here. I'm like, this nigga robbed me. <laughs> but you were you were complicit in the rob at first. Of course. You know what I mean? So the funny thing is, I said, all right, if he call me next year, I'm going to get his ass. <laughs> so he calls me next year, pause. He calls me next year, and he's like, yeah, so I want to bring you back to Toronto. I'm like, yeah, 1500 <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm booking six shows. I'm like, I still, I'm, I'm still in Get Him? Oh, man. Yeah. And it, that kept on happening up to this day. Yeah. <laughs> like the last time so 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 the growth between me and 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 West Pause is the fact that we could sit down today and laugh about those conversations we had 9 years ago. That's so wild. So we talk about how we was arguing about $500 and $1500 to now we're arguing about $1000 thousand dollars that's crazy to even just think of that you understand what i'm saying so you know and 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 wes has always been a person who 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 genuinely respected my career and wanted to see my career grow yeah he wasn't the person you know because you got some promoters that just in it for themselves and their own benefit he he definitely became a partner he became a family member within Hype media, you know. It was a perfect, it was perfect. You met this man from nowhere mm-hmm. named Wes Hype. Mm-hmm. You're major hype. So then that right there just showed. And then his mother's a, yeah. a Virgo and my mother's a Virgo. So it's like yeah. his mother name is Mama Hype and my mother name is Mama Hype. <laughs> so it was just like, okay, maybe this was supposed to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I remember some other people was calling me from Toronto to do shows and stuff like that. And he was like really trying to like, like, tell me that nobody else could bring me to Toronto. I was like, is this guy sick? What is he talking about? But this is before yeah. we became actual partners, right? Yeah. So he was like, yo, what are you doing? You know, you're you're, 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 you're coming here for other mans, and, you know, mans is not even, like, you know, putting you in good places, and what are you doing? And I'm like, bro, I don't even know you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to this Grenada Day thing over here. I don't know what you're talking about. And it, it just became that until it did make sense that he's there. He's really a part of, you know, my team. Why not yeah. let him do the work? You know what I'm saying? So even if somebody else wanted to bring Major Hype to Toronto, I would tell them, yeah, talk to Wes. And he'll you know figure what I mean? it out. Yeah, talk to Wes because I know Wes has my best interests at hand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where, that's where they went from that to that. So, um, like I said, up to this day, we got multiple ventures. We have, you know, the uh, the, uh, the 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 data app for black-owned businesses, Forest 360. Mm-hmm. We got uh, the Toxic AF game, the card game that we both created. We got uh, merch. Mm-hmm. You know, he has MajorHype.com. No, I have MajorHype.com, and he has MajorHypeToronto.com. So, you know, it's and and it's never something that I have to think twice about. Like, is he robbing me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, even like we're doing these shows now and he's like, don't worry, I'm making sure you go home with this amount of money Mm -hmm. and whatever merch sells, 
I'm gonna show you the, the printout. I'm gonna show you what's sold. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna so everybody's good. You know so everybody's so, on yeah, the same so page. He is somebody who generally has my best interests at at heart. So, you know, um, that's how that became a a, a, yeah. a, a, a thing. A thing. Yeah. Crazy. Because yeah. we know. You I really do. thought I was getting them though with the fifteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm I said, I, charged, yeah, I, got you I, said I charged him 500 last year. He made a pot of money. Mm -hmm. Watch next year. Crazy. He called me. Hey, so uh, how much are you charging to uh, 1500 <laughs> He was like, all right, I got six shows for yeah. you. I'm like, oh, this guy. Yeah. Now we have arguments because yeah. the money is different. It like before be. the pandemic, he's like, bro, I can only do 1000 I'm like, no, bro. No, I need. That's the kind of and conversation. And stick on the fire. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, we, you know, it started in Toronto, but he he made sure that it ventured out to Alberta, yeah. to you know Vancouver, Edmonton, mm -hmm. you know Calvary. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 your, it, your favorite word, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hamilton. Yo, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. We did a a hosting in Hamilton, which was the easiest money I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Easiest. The hardest part about that that hosting was driving to Hamilton. Yeah. Cause you can't fly there, you gotta drive there from Toronto. Right. Yeah. So we drove there, we got there, and the party was over, I got my money and it was good. Like, we, like yeah. <laughs> while we're sitting in the van with the promoter, they're like, yeah, the, the lights just came on. And the promoter's like, oh, let's go inside now. Yeah. So we go inside. And the lights are on, and people is leaving, and we just walked from the front, from the front door to the back door out, and we left. You did your obligation. Exactly. My obligation was to that show was up. Easiest. This episode is brought to you by MajorHypeStore.com. MajorHypeStore.com is your official website for all Major Hype merch, like t-shirts, hoodies, card games, keychains, and so much more. MajorHypeStore.com. Enter promo code ERP20 for 20% off your purchase on MajorHypeStore.com. Now back to the episode. We know you do voices, mm -hmm. what characters? What's your top three characters that you do? Um, my characters or are you talking about impressions characters because remember you have like the mitzis mm -hmm. the original grandpa mm -hmm. james mm -hmm. the russ um i can't forget uh, timothy mm -hmm. the mechanic man that guy's funny like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them you know what i mean yeah. washington yeah. there's so much of them your top three and why are they your top three <sighs> um top three i would have to say uh the the top three would be of course, the Ross, number one, um, Bobby Buns mm -hmm. and Mitzi. Okay, you know what's a Bobby? Why Bobby Buns? Bobby Buns reminds me of old New York. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's like the the older dude, but he's like that hood dude. That you know what I'm saying? Not having it. Not it's it's probably a little. Of me when when I was then got you you know what I'm saying so I and 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 you know I, I get to express myself in, in in all of the different characters that I do mm -hmm. right the reason why so a lot of people especially Jamaicans um, they try to burn out yeah. the dressing like a girl putting on a wig thing right so let me just explain to you where that came from. Yeah, this is what I want to hear. Okay. Um, 
I'm such an advocate for unification mm -hmm. in our cultures, right? Now we're in a point in time where it's more of a competition between black man and black, black woman. I don't think that we value each other. I don't think we respect each other. And I don't think that we listen to each other. I think we listen to respond and not to understand, Got right? So I knew that I wanted to get a message out to my black queens out there. But I knew they were not going to listen to it coming from a black man. You understand me? And that is where Sister Sandrine came in. Yes. Pum pum maintenance, mm. right? Because there's a lot of things that I wanted to say to black women that I know a black man wouldn't get away with, mm -hmm. right? So it worked. It worked to the point where the black women wanted more of Sister Sandrine. Yeah. They were like, yo, want to Sister Sandrine, want to pum pum maintenance, yo, we miss her, yo, we want this, we want that. But it, it, it was also playing with my brain because in the backgrounds you heard the little haters. Yo, am I dressed up like Omar Nan Ray Ray Ray? And I sh the, the, the truth about it is I shouldn't even have let that bother me or phase me okay. because I knew what my ultimate goal was with that, right? But um, that's the reason why I started doing those female characters because I knew it would be more relatable. Because you gotta understand, like I said, the reason why I know how to do these different these different accents yeah. is because I always want to be relatable to the person. That's just who I am as an individual. Mm -hmm. So me doing the female characters was because I wanted it to relate to more women, mm -hmm. right? If you, if you look around, majority of my shows, 99% of my shows is females. For sure. You understand what I'm saying? And the man them will get dragged out by them woman. Mm -hmm. So you understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it worked. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and, it, and it was something that was genuine. It wasn't that I want to manipulate anybody or I want to trick around or play around with anybody's mind. Mm -hmm. It was that I wanted to get it out a message. I wanted women to have more pride and respect in themselves. And I also wanted them to value us as men. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why... You know, that came out. And then I and then I started doing Mitzi because everybody knows a Mitzi. <laughs> Mitzi everybody knows Z. a Mitzi. We understand? Yeah. Everybody knows a Mitzi. A, a butterer will come in at the shop, them and want to sell teeth, clothes, and all them something there. Everybody know one of them. You know what I mean? And everybody knows a what's her name too. Because what's her name is basically a, 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 an American yeah. Mitzi. Mitzi, you're right. And what I like with... Okay, what is her name? That's her. That's her basic her name. Well, her real name was Tanya. Yeah, that was her name. Her real name was Tanya, but nobody never got that. And I was, and I said, because I, I used the name one time, mm -hmm. and then everybody was like, "What's her name again? <laughs> What's her name? What's her name?" And I was like, "You know what? That's mm -hmm. what we're gonna start calling her. What's her name?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's how that became became yeah. a thing. You know, she's one of she's one of my favorite because she's just absolutely. so wild and absolutely. crazy and absolutely about and, and and that and that character was built off of my ex, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of masculine energy, kind yeah. of disrespectful. <laughs> Kim's wearing type of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll dead punch you in your face. Are you dumb? You know what I'm saying? That, that was you know. <laughs> you see, what's so amazing with how your mind works. You're able to extract stuff that most people see every day, but mm -hmm. they can't see it mm -hmm. the way that mm -hmm. your mind sees it mm -hmm. and be able to repeat it back where we Absolutely. say, hey, that's Absolutely. funny. Exactly. We get it. We exactly. understand what you saw. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So so that's that's just like the Russ. If you was part of dancehall culture, or you got dance. If you got Jamaican family, or you have you know a, a rust in your in your in your circum, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You definitely know a Ross. Zero tolerance, not using certain words, always just just angry for nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's the Rasta culture when you really think about it. Like, you can't rap with certain Rastas with yeah. certain shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, my predict said, yo, the, 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 the Manchester go win the cup. You predict. <laughs> no man, no for predict. I want to your fire. You know what I'm saying? Manchester, where you go with Manchester? Who Manchester? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that they be on. You know what I mean? And it's always just simple things. It's like, why are we, why are we going there? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't even have a regular conversation with a Rastaman nowadays. It's <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. damn. Like, I, let me not just say nothing because, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's relatable. Like I said, my, my, my comedy is always relatable. So, <laughs> I, I, I look at the world from a different lens, from a different perspective. You and you feed it back to us. Absolutely. And and let people get to see the comedic value in that. Mm-hmm. I did it to myself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like it, that's just what it is. You know. Yeah. Like even when it when 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 I was going through my situation and everybody was like, "Yo, him have a panty pan him head," and all of this foolishness. I took the Ross yeah. and was like, "Yo, I go and panty man." Did it to myself. You. How do you how do you beat somebody that's willing to do it to themselves? Exactly. How? Exactly. Yeah. There's no way because I know I know who I am, mm-hmm. and 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 nobody defines who I am mm-hmm. but me. No, I don't need validation from anybody. Not a, a especially not no little careless selector, yeah. or no, you know what I'm saying some selector that live in a barber shop or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? You don't define who I am. You don't you don't predict or or, or, or validate where my career goes. Mm-hmm. You can comment on it all you want. That's your that's your that's your prerogative. If you want to sit down and blog about me or yeah. say whatever you want to say about me, that's your perspective and I respect it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you you don't make me or break me mm-hmm. cuz you're a nobody. You understand what I'm saying? So based You're talking so, about me. You understand what I'm saying? You're I'm talking, talking about me. About I'm not you. talking about you. Yeah. So therefore, my art. Yeah. <laughs> my art. Me a news. You understand? Me a news to you. You understand me? So at the end of the day, you know, I, I could joke and laugh about, about certain things because I know who I am as an individual. I know what I've brought to the table for this culture. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I've inspired a lot of people that wants to do what I do now. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? When I was doing videos, nobody wasn't doing videos with themselves, yeah. playing different characters and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Nobody wasn't doing that. Not so intricate where you could hear voices and don't see somebody they come in two seconds later. That intricate? No. It was nobody wasn't doing that. Now and, and I could call name. Mm-hmm. Now you see People like Quiet Quiet Perry doing that. You see people like Trabas doing that. Trabas wasn't doing that before me. Mm-hmm. He was doing videos with his crew, yeah. with Famous So Sick and A.O. Pink and Link and Tree. That the one of them was doing videos as a mm-hmm. collective unit. Mm-hmm. I was the one that came out and said, you know what? Me not no bag a friend, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm some girl can't act. Yeah. So guess what? Me I got to play all character. Yeah. You understand me? So I see the work that I put out and I see the results that I got. So for me, I'm very, and I have four children. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if a man going to say, boy, he might move like this, he might move like that. I don't care. Yeah. 
I don't care. Like, people's opinion no longer bothers me. Mm-hmm. It used to. It used to p- take a toll on me. But I I, I, I kind of identified with who I am now. So that those things don't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see, if I do a, a video like Batty Burglar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Enough man now go take yeah. that chance there and do that video there. <laughs> you understand? Because they, yeah. they care about what everybody else is going to say. You understand to the me? craft that you're trying to present. You, you, you dig what I'm saying? So for me now, me can't come out and do that video there. I know say, it's just comedy. Mm-hmm. It's just jokes. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like, could you imagine that? Like a man come rob you, you know, a gangster man come rob you and then wine pan you before him go away. That's jokes. Is you crazy? That's like a story you would never yeah, want to tell you nobody. Can't like, you can't tell nobody I got robbed. You probably tell him you I got robbed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then you like, Yo, and the man wine by me. <laughs> nobody ain't gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are things that I, I look at, like I said, I look at the world from a different lens. So those things, you know, I look I try to I try to differentiate myself from everybody else. It's mm-hmm. comedy. You know what I'm saying? So me, I, I I stick to original content. You know what I'm saying? I stick to my own style of comedy. Of course, I advance it or I will, I will revamp it or grow it or whatever, but I'm not going to step out of my lane. Mm-hmm. This is what I've created for me. So therefore, I'm comfortable in my own lane. What you created. Exactly. Right there. Even since you, you brought it up, I want to go into it a bit, but we're at a comedy show, so I don't think this is really the place to really go into it too deep. Mm-hmm. But since you said it, mm-hmm. when it seemed like the whole world was against you, mm-hmm. where the whole situation with your relationship and stuff, like, mm-hmm. how did that make you feel as an individual? Not as major hype, you know, it, as it, it felt horrible. Mm-hmm. It felt horrible, and I'm going to tell you why it felt horrible. Mm-hmm. It felt horrible because... I I put this demographic on my shoulders. I represented this demographic in the best way I possibly could. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed a lot for the people that I was entertaining. Mm-hmm. People don't understand, there's some videos that I put my own health in danger for. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You might see me smoking a spliff. It might be regular paper I'm inhaling right there. You understand what I'm saying? It's just for the comedic value. The dedication of what I put out Mm -hmm. for this culture. Mm -hmm. To see everybody spin and flip on me and not even give me the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. was so painful. It was so painful and so hurt. Mm -hmm. I was so hurt. And I think that was most of the problem for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I already knew that, listen, this, this is one person coming out and saying that. No man don't come out and, and and just start today. There has to be multiple women coming out saying, yeah, I saw him steer. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that. You got one person trying to trying to de- de- depreciate one person. You understand me? And like I said, for the people not to give me the benefit of the doubt, really, really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like, damn, these people know me for so many years. They haven't heard me in that. No mix up. Mm-hmm. They don't hear my name in no pasa pasa. Like, okay, now this happens and I'm the worst person in the world. I'm a cokehead. I'm a I'm a gay guy. I'm a this, I'm a that, all of these different things. But mm-hmm. I, but you know, it took me time and therapy and counseling okay. to understand 
that everybody who's cheering for you is not on your team. Mm. They're cheering for you, but they're waiting for you to stumble. Mm. You understand? They're, 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 they're onlookers. Yeah. They are the people who say, all right, we are working with him right now. But me know, you know, so I don't really like him. Him act right now, but I can't wait till him fall. I can't wait till him stumble. Those were the people who were doing that. Mm-hmm. And that, and it was also friends, or so-called friends. You know what I'm saying? It was also people who I knew for years, yeah. selectors and this and that, that know me for years. Because let me tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. If the shoe was on the other foot, I would be the person to come out and say, yo, listen to me. Let's say, for example, it happened to you, mm-hmm. right? And I know you for 20 plus years and I never heard nothing like that about you, right? Me as a bridging, me, I got to be the man who say, yo, yeah, hear my people? Listen to what me I say right now. Me no live with that man there. Me no know where go on name house. But, yeah. From the 20 plus years, me know that man here. I can't tell you, I never hear nothing like that about that man here yet. You understand? No, I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. You're all I'm saying piece. is, from what I know, for the last 20 something years, mm-hmm. me never see this with this man here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk about people who come at me yard and everything, you know. You understand me? So, so at the end of the day, that, they, that hurt too. That they were more quicker to put it on social media opposed to give you a call? That was really that also. Part. That also. That also. Mm-hmm. It was it was so much different things. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't wanna really go open back that womb again because 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 at the end of the day, um I don't want ever for that for my ex to feel like I'm 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 dragging her because that's not what I'm about. Mm-hmm. I'm not about dragging anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm about defending myself and defending who I am as an individual. You're not going to just come tear down who I am and who my grandparents raised and who my mother and father raised mm-hmm. by 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 trying to say this or that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not about that cuz I don't I don't do that to people. Mm-hmm. You understand? You never seen me rejoice off of somebody's downfall. I have multiple opportunities to use somebody's falter I make a joke about and say, oh, it's just comedy. That's what a lot of these comedians do. They they, 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 they disrespecting you mm-hmm. and, and, and taking your stumble mm-hmm. to build up themselves, but then saying, oh, it's just comedy. Mm-hmm. No, it's not comedy. You, you, you don't think about that person's family that he's feeding, his bills that I have to pay. You ain't thinking about those things, but then when it happened to you, that's when you realize it. You understand me? And everybody go through their they shit in life. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I don't ever try to use a man's downfall as a, a gain for me. That's not what I do. I, I, I don't I don't see that to be comedy. There's enough things that people call me. Yo, you know, you're going with so-and-so. You for make a video. Who? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I make no video about that, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have nothing to do with that. You understand what I'm saying? Stick to what you know, I, how listen, you want to deal with it and everything. That's never going to be useful for you. Mm-hmm. Especially for me. Mm-hmm. I go on stage. I rip shows. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't go on stage and talk. You got to understand, I'm not going on stage to talk about somebody else's life. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So what is that? How is that benefiting me to, to, to beat, beat down another man, through him go through something with him wife, or him go through something with him family, or him kids, or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody go through their stuff. You're a public figure. 
So things happen publicly. Absolutely. Another thing, because that right there was in, uh, that was the darker side for you when it came to the pandemic. A bright moment now was when you were doing the clashes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones was the Steely and Jazzy T. But mm -hmm. there was another moment that came out. Right. When you had called Specs. Oh my God. To come. <laughs> and I started doing the, the, the glasses. And uh, yeah. I'm not gonna clash, fam. No, fam. That's like that's no. like hot chocolate without water, fam. Like, it was <laughs> bro. Shouts to Specs because I know Specs for years too. You know what I'm saying? Going on the radio and all that stuff. Big up to Specs. It was that was a night because it was you and Jabba that came on the um, live after. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was a night when we discovered that. Instagram live went for more than an hour. Absolutely. Because the jokes that you and Jabba mm -hmm. was giving us that yo, we are dead. Absolutely. We are dead. Absolutely. We are dead. Absolutely. And when, when you look, yo, we were on this thing for like three and a half and, hours. And, and you see, so all of that dedication to me was a slap in the face when everybody turned their back on Major Hype. Mm -hmm. Because I was the one that spoke up for the people. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I was the one that was like, yo, so now y'all tell me, sir. So we in a pandemic and you can't keep on a party and you can't keep on a show and you can't keep your concert and you can't keep this. So now it's F the people now. Yeah. Nobody's going to entertain the people now because you know, now I'm making the money I fight. So you can't see who is the people that is just hustling out the business. You understand me? I genuinely went on there not making a dollar. No, me never know nothing about it. Tag cash up yeah, and make people decide. I was on there just giving people entertainment. We were all locked down. Yeah. We were all in the house. Nobody couldn't go nowhere. So for me, it was like, yo, these are the same people that make sure them come out and represent when we when we are when we are road. Mm -hmm. So now because we can't go there, we can't go road. No, no. So what? No, 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 I gotta do nothing for the people. Eh? And that is when everybody else was like, he might make me look stupid, you know. You know, so I'm gonna keep a party, a virtual party. I'm gonna start playing some music. Then all of a sudden, I see everybody start putting their cash app up. Mm -hmm. They putting their PayPal up. They putting their this up because them still want money out of the business because them can't do it without that. Mm -hmm. Because the people means nothing to them without gaining. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I was I was content just being able to entertain people. That's my life. That's what I do. You understand me? So I felt good just entertaining people. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And, 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 and it just goes to show who's really true and dedicated to the, the, the fans, to the culture, to the business, all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know when I came, when I'm coming back out of quarantine, I know shows are going to sell out again, shows are going to go because on again. You did, you, you did what you're supposed to do. You exactly. stayed relevant. You stayed hot. Exactly. Doing what you did on the internet. Exactly. Just keep putting it out because we can't exactly. go anywhere so more people. So I, I enjoyed myself properly. Yeah. You know, and, and, and giving other people opportunities too was, was something that I always, I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. I always care about people and what they are doing and shedding light to this person, shedding light to that person. Every, every comedy show that I kept, I've brought young talent on my shows to give them exposure. Mm -hmm. Some of them, ungrateful, you fuck. Some of them, mm. you, they, not even a thank you, them get, them give you. Yeah. But I don't care because I do that out of the, the, the realness of my heart. When you don't see some of them around me again, you know why. Yeah. You understand me? I say, the, 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 the selectors, them that full of dub plate, and, I, and the dub plate, them I catch cobweb in them computer. Mm. Them now have no way to play it. All right, let's start doing a clash. Mm. DJ Nori from Power 105, from Africa. 
he's the one who called me and said, yo, bro, let's start doing some clashes. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, I'm not on the clash thing, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, let, trust me, let's do it. I said, if I could get the help to do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And he said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in touch with the, with the, with the, with the sound man them. I'm going to make sure that they are the people, you know, that want to clash, da 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 and we're going to put it together and make it happen. Mm-hmm. We're we going to use your platform because your platform is the biggest platform we have right now. All right, cool. And I and I, I, I volunteered that. Yeah. That's where I was talking about stealing. You understand me? Me never call, me never call a selector and say, yo, dog. Yeah. You hear me? I treat 3,000 people I watch you, you know, me need $150, you know, because people know you know. I never did that. Yeah. I did that out of the kindness of my heart because I believe in our culture. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and it was something that the people needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see women who, do, who never know nothing about Clash. After two, three weeks of Clash passed, they be like, yo, we the Clash them there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I dead tonight. You understand what I'm <laughs> that saying? That was the go- there was, it's like now, you know how you had your TV schedule at one exactly. time? Now that we're on lockdown, we have a schedule. We exactly. know okay, this night we're going to major. This other night we're going over here. Exactly. But that was part of the thing. Exactly. One other thing, great thing that came out of the um, pandemic for you also, where now you even flip your entire situation on its head and almost made fun of it. When you brought, when you did playing for keeps, mm-hmm. the dating show, mm-hmm. how did you even come up with a dating show now? All right, so the dating show came up because of my my situation, mm-hmm. right? Because I found that everybody was asking me, "Do I still believe in love after that?" You know what I'm saying? Everybody was like, "Yo," I said, "I'm gonna tell you, say you believe them dirty girl alone and rare, rare, and people, you know, telling me all of this foolishness." And I'm like, "Yo, bro, one situation can't spoil the perspective of 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 of, of marriage or." you know, relationship or union. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that doesn't work. And and and, and my, some of my virgin them was like, boy, no good girl out here again, dog. I said, I said, be a idiot girl there and ray, 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 if you leave them girl alone, just one and move and ray, 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 and all of this kind of foolishness. I'm like, yo, listen to me. It have good woman out there, just like how it have good man out there. Mm-hmm. You understand? And that was what led me to, to say, you know what? And then a girl who I know linked me and said, you should do like a dating show or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. Because I want people to understand that just because I went through what I went through does not hinder me or who I am as a person mm-hmm. to say, boy, I still look my family, you know? I still want my wife, you know? Mm-hmm. You understand me? Because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm good with all my exes, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm sure that they all understand why we're not together today. You understand? And it's, and it's an equal accountability reason. You understand what I'm saying? I did some things, them do some things. You understand? But remember, you started the conversation with saying you grew up in a decent household. Absolutely. You grew up seeing your grandmother and your grandfather. Absolutely. So, so then clearly that left an impression on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of, all of, I want to lead. All of my, my aunts and uncles are still married to this day. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was married to my grandfather until he passed away. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, it's not like I'm 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 far fetched from that. You understand me? So at the end of the day, you know, you have to look for people that is uh, equally yoked. I'm yeah. just gonna say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you know, from there. Last one I got for you. We're here right now. We're mm-hmm. at the venue mm-hmm. for the Toxic AF. Yes. Comedy tour. All right. Yes, this yes. is the Canadian stop. Yeah. All right. What mm-hmm. could people that not here tonight, obviously. 
could expect from this tour from Magi? Because <sighs> what is this here? Third tour, no? Third. School me. What? Melbourne yeah. six tour already. What? Go ask your parents. Yeah. Are you dumb? Uh, where the where the WTF yes. is he from? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, major issues tour, which was you know like the beginning of last year to mm-hmm. now, and Toxic AF. So that's like five six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had like five six tours. What could they expect from this one in particular? No. Um. Well, every year um, I advance. Mm-hmm. I grow. You know, every year I uh, try to bring something new to the table. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the fact that I'm, I, I've, I've survived a traumatic situation in my life that most men would not even be able to recover from. You know what I'm saying? I survived something that I could have let it tear me down and, 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 and throw me away. But, I, but, but, but because of my faith in God and knowing the truth, I prevailed and I and I pushed through it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, who can talk about me better than me? Than you, yeah. You understand? So, you know, there's certain jokes in there that I talk about and stuff like that, you know, lead, that, 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 that confirms certain things and stuff like that. You know, you got to be a little witty to, 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 to stay in, you know, yeah. that, that type of mind space with me. But, um, yeah, man, just a good performance, just... You know, uh, dedication, you know, um, just me being the person who they know, but from a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I think that every every year I have a new group of people and some people that, that come back to the, to, to the shows, you know, who've been to past shows mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you could just look out, you could just look on my Instagram, you know what I'm saying? The people who tag me. The people, or if I put up a clip, yeah. you know, the the comments, you know what I'm saying? The people is like, yo, nah, I'm gonna get abs from last night. No, sir, but Billy Steve yeah. from last night. No, I'm gonna cry off my eyelash there, man. Yeah. You know, this, this is what you're seeing. So you know what to expect when you when you come to a major hype show because like I said, I don't play around when I go on stage. I lose the world when I'm on stage. I don't care about nothing that's going on when I'm on stage. That is my sanctuary, that's my home. That's where I go and you know, I feel at peace. I feel like I'm having a good time. It's not it's not it's not like, oh boy, I gotta go on stage. Yeah. It's like, yo, I'm going to my home. You know what I mean? So I love being on stage. I love being able to fill a room a thousand people, three thousand people, you know, whatever the capacity is, filling that room with laughter and joy and inspiration and also glorifying God's name. I love that. That's you. I love that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you could expect, you know what I'm saying? Where what are other cities could they expect this tour from Major Hype in? Oh well we we're going everywhere. Yeah. We're going everywhere. We going to uh DC, we going to uh North Carolina, we going back to South Florida, we going to West Palm, we going to uh, LA, we, we, it's everywhere. I have another tour that I'm actually doing right now that I'm also gonna be filming a reality TV show. Okay. Yes, and it's called Stand Up or Die. Mm-hmm. Stand Up or Die, um, you're gonna see behind the scenes, you're gonna see behind the stage, you're gonna see uh, comedians in their element with their families, mm-hmm. you're gonna see all of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Drew Frazier, Gerald Kelly, yeah. Rashawn Reese, Fredo Davis, Kelly Kells, Nima Cat, 
All of these people are on this tour. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see that. You're definitely going to see that. Also, um, you know, like I said, that tour is, is also uh, going to start soon. Mm -hmm. um, I, have a sh I have some shows that's going to be coming on Tempo, Tempo Network, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to speak about what the show is yet, right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we just signed some NDAs yeah. and some contracts and stuff like that, so that's going to be coming to, uh, to uh, Tempo Network as well, so look out for that. Also, um, of course, you know I've been shooting a movie with Kimani Mali, um, yes, Vendetta. Mm -hmm. That's that's gonna be out soon, and then um, we have some other movies that's coming out too. So you know, getting good responses and just doing what we do, the work that we we put in it. You know, bringing up that movie, mm -hmm. as much as you could speak about, mm -hmm. is it something like uh, Shatters? Shatters too. Yeah. All right. Shatters too. Yeah. I. This I can't wait to see. I remember I seen you in Money and Violence and all of these. Absolutely. Stuff. You understand? Mm -hmm. And I know how you get down. Mm -hmm. So this movie here now, and what's the name of the movie? Vendetta. Yeah. Trust me, people, when I tell you this is the next one. Yeah. You know, like how we have Dancehall Queen, we have um, Third, Third World, World Cup. Cup. We have Shatas. We have Belly. Yeah. This is the next one. Vendetta. Yeah, this is the yeah. next one. Trust this me. is it. Yeah. Major, conversations are always deep absolutely interesting absolutely. and you're always very transparent absolutely with what your your thoughts your ideas and everything and it's always just yeah. a simple easy conversation absolutely absolutely i mean you know um what's the sense of uh of uh hiding the truth yeah it's your truth you live it you know what i'm saying and nobody can't tell it like you mm -hmm. i'm also working on my book by the way on a book and a documentary yeah yes or you're so, busy, but yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, what I mean, um, I just like to be honest and, and transparent with the people. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, um, sometimes people be like, "Yo, you too, you yeah. too transparent with them. Leave them a need for know that." But at the end of the day, I am who I am. I'm an open book. I'm a yeah. Sagittarius. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We the brutal, brutally honest people. You know what I'm saying? Even if just, it's to your detriment. Sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm probably gonna. Retire from the uh, the Instagram thing soon. What do you mean? Yeah. Could you, as a true entertainer, mm -hmm. we're not saying comedian, we're not saying mm -hmm. producer, we're not saying, as an entertainer, do entertainers really retire? Um, or they retire certain aspects yeah, of certain aspects, their, right. their life? Right. Like an Eddie Murphy. That was a joke, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> You motherfuckers, it's not getting my spot. No. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about it. This is the last one, and we're going to go. I know you got a show. Mm -hmm. You talk about it a lot. You put a lot of Bible quotes. You talk about God a lot and stuff. When was the last time you actually went to church? Um, Where two or more is gathered, there is a presence of God. Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, um, church could be held anywhere. Okay. Church... Is a is a worship. It's a fellowship. It's it's it's. You can have church in your house. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, um, but actually went to a church building. Yeah, it's been a while because of the pandemic and everything. But I watch it every Sunday. Okay. I, I watch church every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I get the message mm -hmm. every Sunday. So, um, you know, and that's another thing. Like I seen a lot of people talking about. Oh, true, you ain't not trouble. No, yeah, 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 about God, yeah, about this. 
Look at my Instagram from day one. You'll see. Yeah. I was raised that way. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That's just what it's been for me since day one. But, um, yeah, I'll, I, I never try to, you know, give myself all of the credit. I always got to glorify God because without him, I would be nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Get it. Yeah. Major. Crazy. Oh, Leave some pleasure, social bro. media info where they could check you out if Absolutely. they haven't already. Yeah, make sure you check me out on Facebook. Make sure you check me out on Instagram, M-A-J-A-H, Caribbean Ebonics. It's not ma Maja. It's Major. Maja, no. Major, yes. Okay, so Major Hype, M-A-J-A-H-H-Y-P-E. Check me out on Instagram. Check me out on Facebook. And also on Twitter, it's M-A-J-A-H-H-Y-P-E-W-O-R-L-D. So it's Major Hype World on Twitter. Make sure you follow me. Um, and of course, make sure you check out my YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? And look out near future. Like I said, we got a whole lot of things happening. Um, tempo, the movies, the everything. Everything we got going yeah. on. So, yeah, um, that's what it's about, man. I'm just trying to kick down these doors for, for not only for me and my interests and my, and my career, but for the people that is following, the people that is going to forward after major hype you understand what i'm saying yeah. so you know um being able to be on uh you know um the breakfast club and you know bet and all of these things i'm doing things that a lot of people before me couldn't do mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying and i and i'm making sure that we can open those doors and leave them open to to present opportunities for the next people you know what i'm saying so that's what it's all about for me you know what i mean i just want to feed my family have a yeah. good time and live life and uh, leave my legacy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you're working. You're, that's def all it's you're about. definitely working. Yeah, yeah Joe. Let me give you out and get you out here. This conversation, <laughs> epic yeah. conversation. Yeah, absolutely. All right, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. <laughs>